There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I am your host, Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. If you've been tuning in for a while, then you know this program is all about helping people create more meaningful and purposeful lives and equipping leaders inside organizations to cultivate meaning and purpose that elicits passion, inspired contribution, innovation, and persevering performance. I talk with my guests to draw on their expertise and share in my own experience consulting, speaking, and developing workforces across the globe. Every week in these conversations, I hope you walk away with something you can immediately put to use in your life. And if I can do anything to help you along your journey, go to my website at EliseCortez.com and use the contact me feature to message me. And let's open a dialogue and explore what's going on for you and how I might be able to help. Whether you want to join the distribution list to stay informed of these radio show topics, you want to see about joining an, an online catch fire inspiration, accountability, or mastermind community to nurture your own purpose and bring it out to the world. You want to look into a purpose-driven leadership program for yourself and your team which are offered on-site or via webcast. You're interested in the Women on Purpose Thought Leadership Summit in Portland, Oregon this September 2019, or you'd like me to speak at your company or conference. At any rate, I'm glad we're connected, and thanks for listening. Now, on to this week's program. With us today is Maria Fuller, the founder and thought leader behind RaisingAPowerfulGirl.com, an online education and community platform that connects professionals from all over the world to parents raising girls to educate and empower them on their their parenting journey with the goal of fostering independence, leadership, and strong personal identity in girls so they can change the world. I love that. Maria is also the founder of the Empowered Girl Network. Excuse me, empoweredgirlmovement.com and their online web application for girls called the empoweredgirlapp.com for clever, creative, and inquisitive girls. She joins us today from Connecticut. Maria, welcome to Working on Purpose. Thank you so much, Elise, for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and I love the work that you're doing and the conversations that you're holding because we can actually find uh, joy and purpose in the work that we do. So it's really awesome that you are spreading that message to everyone. Thank you, Maria. I think it's a profoundly critical message, especially considering that we spend at least 40% of our lives at work. Let's make sure that that is a joyful part of our existence, please. Um, in fact, just quickly to that end, one of my one of the names I go by when people introduce me or when I introduce myself is I, I call myself the anti-undertaker because I am really out to awaken the, the walking dead. There's so many people out there that are literally walking dead through their lives and they don't even know it, Maria. So I love so much what you're up to and why I wanted to have you on the show is because one I think your message and your your movement is really powerful and I've joined it Um, and two you're an example of somebody who is really really living their purpose yeah well thank you I'm excited to be here and chat today it's going to be a great conversation I am too. And let, let's give a shout out to, to Suzanne Brown. She is the one who connected us. And uh, she thought that you you were up to something that would align with what I what I like to celebrate. And she's right. So thank you, Suzanne. Uh, in Austin, Texas. Um, 
she's all about empowering moms and getting them to make sure that they can live with work-life balance and, and all kinds of other amazing things. So it's a good fit there too. So so to kick us off, Maria, I got it. You know, I got to start with the big fat why question, right? I want to understand, help our listeners understand, because I already have some idea why you're so focused on empowering our next generation of girls. Yeah. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, when if I have to really pick one topic of, of why I'm doing this work, and I'll break it down a little bit, it really is about women's leadership. And when I talk about women's leadership, most of the time people think that means women in politics or women running a business. But that's not just what women's leadership is about. Women, for me, women's leadership, it begins with self-leading their own lives. And so in order to be a leader, you have to know where you're going first in order to bring people along with you. And so if we want to create a culture and we want to get girls into leadership, wherever that may be, it has to start with them understanding who they are, finding purpose in the world and leading their own lives. And for me as a young girl, um, I'm a former recovering perfectionist and a people pleaser. I was the, <laughs> that really good little girl. I was a Catholic school girl, um, wore the uniform, um, had the excellent grades, was always on either full academic scholarship or close to it uh, in high school and in my first year in university. And I always knew what I needed to do to elicit a, res- from a response from someone else. And that's kind of how we raise children um, to, to run in the world is, is to let's see what response we're eliciting from people. And for me, I learned what I needed to do to, to be called the good girl. But what happened for me is that when I hit um, college, I, it was kind of an awakening for me when I realized that I really didn't know who I was at my core. I had been told how to dress my entire life from uniform or, or my mother actually taking a little bit of control in, in how I dressed outside of school to how I was supposed to think. You know, the, the current education system really is spoon feeding children knowledge. There's really no opportunity to really get creative, find your purpose. Um, there, it, there really isn't purpose-driven or passion-driven education. And so I, I never had that opportunity to explore. And going from my first career um, in medicine and then becoming an entrepreneur, there were so many instances in my life where I was just struggling with these simple little um, areas uh, that really was back to like my mindset and, and knowing what I wanted, what I wanted at my core and making decisions based off of that and not making other people happy. And so I, when I became, you know, embarked on motherhood, um, I really didn't want to raise girls. I was really terrified about having daughters. And the universe smiled and laughed <laughs> twice and sent me, <laughs> sent me Alexa first. And Alexa is 10. And um, she was really uh, the catalyst to cracking me open. And to um, she really unraveled me from my entire pregnancy through my birth experience through the first few years with her that were challenging that um, that girl cracked me wide open um, to my core. And um, I had to start from the inside out finding who I was um, as a woman, as a, as a human being, and then as a mother, and how I wanted to show up in the world in order to uh, raise and guide my daughters. And then the universe laughed again and sent me Aria, um, who has taught me to 
she she embodies the the spirit that I was as a young girl, which that is that unconquerable spirit, fearless, knows exactly what she wants in life, doesn't take no for an answer, um, lives lives her best life every single day, and is creative and thoughtful um, and compassionate. And um, you know, watching watching them grow up and being able to guide them on their journey, I really wanted to know what the challenges were that they were going to face as girls and how could I make their journey a little bit easier so that they're able to find their purpose much sooner than I did and go out into the world and make the impact that I know they were here, they were sent here to make. Oh my gosh, how beautiful was all of that? Just a couple of things real quick. Um, One, I think what's amazing about what you just shared with us right there is that when people are asking you all the time, at least, you know, I don't know how to find my purpose. And and there's some ways to do that. And one of the ways is to look at the very thing that's been bothering us our whole life that we've been dealing with and, you know, trying to wrestle with. And in your case, you know, getting over being a perfectionist and a people pleaser. And then, of course, having your two beautiful daughters sent to you by the universe, special Mm -hmm. delivery. Um, you know, what you didn't ask for and you got. Um, I just, I think there's so much in your story if people will just look into their own lives and see what are they really concerned with and and how could they start to address those things that they're concerned with. It's just such a great way to start looking for a purpose themselves. And I don't know if that's the way that it it occurred for you, but there's, at least to me, some of what you shared came out that way. Yeah, you know, I think for me and something I tell people is that life, Um, doesn't happen to us it happens for us Mm -hmm. and there are two ways that you can look at your life experience you can dwell on all the hardships and the hard times that you had in your life or you can look at all of the incredible lessons and um, you know journeys that you have had that have led to you to where you are and so if if you were to ask me um, you know 10 years ago if I could even imagine doing the work that I'm doing right now, I, I would have said absolutely not. There's, I, I can't even imagine, excuse me, um, being in this position, but it, it's really come from um, getting to know who I am and connecting with my intuition. And I think that's something that's really important for people to think about that feeling inside. And it shows up for all of us very differently. For me, it, it's like a warmth feeling inside of like my, my heart and my chest um, area. And I actually use this when I practiced medicine and it, it, it assisted me a lot in um, doing really important work in critical care medicine. And in the work that I'm doing, doing now and and going through my journey and really listening to my heart and saying you know what is it you're supposed to be doing why is this showing up in my world what is this teaching me my life has really been a series of pivot moments that have led me to doing this work that I'm doing today and it really started I needed to be that that perfectionist people pleasing girl I needed that experience um, to understand why it is I'm doing this now and uh, the university that I went to that was a horrible fit I needed to have that experience to bring me to the one that I went to you know my accident as a as a paramedic and that ended my career that I loved um, has all they have all brought me to this moment and so for those people out there thinking like I'm you know that you're in a career that maybe you don't have passion and you don't know why try to connect you know with your inner self you know what are those whispers that you hear maybe it comes up in dreams or in thoughts or in flashes of images of something that really lights you up or or something that fires you up that maybe makes you a little angry and for me there was anger behind this Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of anger behind my work. And anger is not a bad feeling. Emotions aren't negative or positive. And this is something that um, I teach parents and I teach girls. Emotions are. They just are. But it's our response to those emotions that we can determine whether they are good or bad. And um, a couple of years ago, I found myself, you know, in the current political climate that we're in, looking at what was going on for girls and women um, these days, looking at the really startling statistics um, that girls, young girls are facing regarding mental health. Some of the most startling ones that we're seeing right now is that there's been almost a 20% increase in completed suicides of girls ages 10 to 14 years of age in the last 10 years. And for me, that's terrifying as a mother and as a woman. And it made me so angry. And I took that anger, which was energy and passion and purpose and drive and said, what am I going to do with this? And and what we teach our girls and, you know, my own girls and in the Empowered Girl Movement is you have a choice. You can sit when you see a problem in the world, you can sit and whine about it and do nothing, or you can go out into the world and try to make a change. And it can start with you and then go to your, you know, inner family and then to your community and branch out that way. Um, and that's kind of how I, I got to, to where I am today. Oh, there was so much good stuff in that. And I really appreciate that you, the way that you positioned anger, because you're right. I can tell you I've done some amazing things in my life on anger, <laughs> amazing things and positive things. And I really appreciate how you, you situated for us the power of that emotion and how we can respond to it and use it to channel. And to that end, I, what I'd love to do for our listeners, just if you can briefly, because like we could probably spend the whole show talking about this, but you mentioned a few things like the suicide. Um, you mentioned the, the people pleasing and, and such that you talked about before but what else is going on in the world that makes your work so necessary you know it's really looking at I mean you can look at it from a, um, a perspective of, of social policy um, health care um, I'm proud to say that Connecticut actually this week with the help of some really amazing um, women some who I know very closely we passed the one of the most progressive um, paid family um, medical leaves that exists in the country right now and it's a pretty progressive plan that allows families you know new families and they have a baby um, or family that have a child member that gets sick or a family member gets sick to be able to take 12 weeks off paid um, and be able to be present and take care of their families. You know, the the fact that this is something that we really question and fight fight about so often is um, to me kind of shocking and eye-opening. And, you know, looking at having been a mom and having been a working mom, and um, I I am a strong advocate for um, not having to choose motherhood over a career. And I'm a, you know, I talk about it all the time my girls are really important to me but my work is also important to me it I've been in that position of understanding how hard it was to be able to balance motherhood and all of the pressures that real, that fall on women's shoulders as you know t- traditionally being the primary caretaker in terms of child rearing especially in the in the early years um, not even looking at like the mental load that they're carrying and then trying to juggle um, you know breastfeeding in the workplace or um, you know when your child's sick all of these little things that oftentimes men don't 
um, maybe don't weigh on it as heavily because it's not their primary experience. Um, same thing when we're looking at women's reproductive health and, and issues that are going out in the world. It's really hard for men to understand um, what it's like to be a woman and the issues that we face and what we deal with all the time um, being a woman in terms of um, body function because they don't have that experience. And it's not that always that men are bad, but if it's like if, you, if you're not living that experience, you don't understand what it's like to be a woman, then how are you going to make decisions that are in their best interest? And so for me, it's really important um, in all aspects of my life, um, you know, from when my girls go to school or they're in an event that, that I want to make sure there's a woman leader standing up in the front of that room next to the male leader. I don't want my girls going to events when it's always men in front of the room um, because it's important for my girls and for all girls in the world to be able to see themselves identify with other women role models in the world doing big work. And so one of the most powerful ways that we have of teaching girls um, to go out into the world and to use their voice and to be advocates and to make changes for them to witness other women doing that. And so it's really this push for, um, you know, gender equality. And it's, I know it's, it's kind of like beating a dead horse over and over again, but it, it, it has a profound impact when we're raising girls. Um, you know, I interview girls um, every single day and I talk with them and they say it to me, if I don't see it, you know, for, for me to, to know that I can become it, I have to see that. And so that's what I'm trying to do is push that they see these women out there that are doing amazing things, that we're amplifying their voices so that all those little girls all over the world can see that women can become leaders and they can do incredible things. And then we start shifting the balance where we're opening up dialogue and conversation into like, what are what are the needs that aren't being met for women? And, and we can still talk about for men as well. It's it's really about just having that, that balance that, that we really need and we still don't have. Wow. Beautiful, Maria. Here, here. I'm with you. We're doing this together. And with that, let's grab our first break. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Maria Fuller. Fuller. She is the founder and thought leader behind Raising a Powerful Girl and the Empowered Girl Movement. She joins us today from Connecticut. We've been talking a bit about her background, what got her into this line of work, and why it's so important. After the break, we're going to talk about a couple of her brands to see how they're actually coming to life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. 
Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Maria Fuller, the founder and thought leader behind Raising a Powerful Girl and the Empowered Girl Movement. She has spent nearly a decade working with women of all ages to help shed unhealthy beliefs and break down stereotypes surrounding pregnancy, motherhood, body image, self-esteem, parenting, women in leadership, and much more. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So Maria, at this point, I would love, since we really set up why you're doing what you're doing, now I'd like to share with our guests, or our listeners, excuse me, what it is that you're actually doing. How is it that you're doing this work? So let's first talk about the movement, the Empowered Girl Movement. Um, one, I just love the idea of, of a movement. And of course, I did join yours. How could I not? Um, but let's talk in perhaps some detail about really what, what you're up to there. Sure. So, you know, the Empowered Girl Movement, it's really funny. It actually stemmed from my daughter, my 10-year-old daughter. Um, I'd done work for years um, using photography as a tool to work on body image and self-esteem and confidence uh, with young girls using their extracurricular activities and starting to just create conversation. And through my work and being an avid researcher, um, I, I started just diving into more of the psychology and background and looking at statistics of, you know, what was going on with girls. And I used the Socratic method to talk with them, to help them to kind of connect with who they are at their core, ask them questions that most had never been asked before, um, to get them to just start thinking a little bit bigger outside of their small inner circles um, and and think from a wider perspective. And so, you know, the Empowered Girl Movement really came because I wanted to start creating more conversation amongst girls um, that they needed to to be exposed to. And so there's there's a really great article that was written um, in the 80s by an actual uh, writer. And she talks about when we're looking at just children's literature, um, there's this concept of um, of mirrors and windows. And so for children, it's really important that they are able to see themselves. And I talked about this earlier, see themselves, their experience, who they are in somebody else. And that helps to remove isolation. Um, It makes them feel like they are part of this world. They are not alone in their experience um, and what they're going through. And what I've found through my research is that isolation is actually one of the leading causes of anxiety and depression in young girls today in teens and tweens and what's happening is that they're going through um, you know the transition of childhood to adolescence their body is changing um, their brain is redeveloping the prefrontal cortex is all becoming reorganized and restructured and they're they're you know they're starting to go through puberty and all of these changes are happening um, social dynamics start to really change and they feel a little bit out of control and they feel completely alone because what's happening is that girls at this age aren't really having conversations on like how they're feeling how like six months ago they were extremely organized and now like they lose everything left and right and they feel kind of out of control and their you know hormones are starting to kick in um and so what i wanted was for girls to be able to um be vulnerable um share these conversations with other girls for other girls to listen and identify with them and say oh wow yes that's me i feel like that too and when that happens they're like oh wow i'm normal um and i think for so many women 
women in so many areas. I mean, this was a huge one for me when I became a mom. Everything was happening. It was the first time. And I felt like um, everything that was going on in my life um, was abnormal. (laughs) So I felt like I was a bad mom because 10 years ago, we really weren't talking about like postpartum depression, which I suffered through and and a couple of other things. Um, So I wanted girls to be able to have that. And then I wanted them to have a window. And for me, it's really important for girls. And and this is talking about um, inclusivity and diversity and and girls to have a window into into other girls' worlds and to understand some challenges that they may be facing. And this is really where we start building empathy. And empathy is so, so important for girls today. When we look at, um, you know, bullying behavior between girls, which is actually really rampant, it's actually much harder to detect and for um, uh, uh, administrators to actually deal with than traditional boy bullying because it's done um, from more of a psychological perspective. Um, but when we we build empathy inside inside of children, we actually help the mental health crisis. And so empathy is it happens when we teach girls about other other girls around the world that have have overcome challenges. So maybe it's a girl that lost her hands when she was 15 months old to meningitis and now she has bionic robot hands. Um, But she's able to hear that girl talk about how it's hard for her when people stare or it's hard for her when people ask questions. But how that girl has overcome challenges and it's given her an amazing experience in life and how she's met incredible people and she's going out into the world and making a difference and we're able to do um, all of this which is really important um, inside of the Empowered Girl movement um, as well as working with girls one-on-one and our online platform for girls. So it's really trying to give girls skills and tools that they need to really thrive that transition from childhood to adolescence, which is really right now such a rocky period for girls. It's difficult for them to manage um, socially and emotionally. And it's really hard for parents as well. Mm-hmm. There's so much in there that what you're up to in the, in the movement, Maria, and I really, really applaud everything you've said so far. And just a couple more things I want to I want to delve into if we can. Um, one is that you talk about the importance of, of developing a strong and healthy mindset that's critical for a girl's success. And I completely agree with that. I do a lot of work around changing and altering mindset um, to empower people and to let them give a, a lens to who what they can become, who they can become and what they have overcome. Say more for us about what what you're doing with trying to develop this mindset. Yeah, so mindset is, you know, I is is so important in everything that you do. I mean, science backs it up. Um, and, you know, we see it in business, we see athletes talking about the power of mindset. Um, and it wasn't you know, it was something that I had struggled with, and it wasn't until I actually started interviewing girls that I realized how much we needed to work on this. So um, I do an interview series with girls that we do for the Empowered Girl app, um, our online platform for girls. I'm also in the process of writing up um, like a documentary style book for girls. And I came up with this um, questionnaire uh, that I was going to ask these questions to girls. And a lot of it was based off of the work I had done um, in prior years um, when I was using photography as a tool. And one of the icebreaker questions that I had, one of the first questions I I would ask girls is, what are you good at? And when I started asking that question, I was stunned at the responses that I would get because girls would be really quick to tell you the things that they're bad at, 
things that are hard for them or give you opinions on things. But when you ask them to self-reflect and to and to list what they're good at, the the response was silence. They mm. didn't know. They had mm. no idea. Because when we look at, at society and what we see out there, just look in terms of like advertising and media. Everything that you see is affixed to a problem or something that is bad on you, in you, or with you. Um, it's all over the place. We are raising kids um, to focus on their faults. And when we ask girls to talk about the things that they're good at, then we bash them and we tell them that they're bragging um, or that they're cocky um, or they're obnoxious. And so they stop focusing on that. And that was actually my experience. This is something I'm actually still currently working on myself is acknowledging what I'm good at. And that's a mindset shift um, that needs to be done. And so talking to them about like, really honing in on the things that you're good at, teaching girls that they have a choice every day when they wake up. Um, You know, we talk about the reality of life. And so life is this journey and there are dark moments and hard moments, but within that there's always, there's always some light and it's your choice to find the light, to find the lesson. And so you can go into your day and you can focus on all the bad things that happened today and grumble about it. Or you can say these things today were challenging or or frustrating for me, but I was able to do this and I was able to find, um, you know, the better moments. Um, and when we're able to shift that mindset and it's really talking also about growth mindset, which is a kind of a buzzword these days. So if, if people you know might resonate with that and more, uh, we're teaching them to take control over their own thoughts. Um, you know, we talk a lot about taking control over your own body, what you put into your mouth, how you exercise, what you say, but we don't really train kids to have control over their thoughts, that they have a choice. And if you have ever ever been around a child, you would know that one of the biggest hurdles that you have as a parent is that children constantly battle you for power. They want to be in control. Just look at a toddler. Any issue you have in parenting is a is a control issue. And so when you teach girls, they can have control over what they think or how they look at an experience. It becomes really empowering for them and they feel safe and they feel in control and they feel like they can handle things as opposed to a mindset of why are all of these things happening to me? This is so horrible. I don't have control. Mm-hmm. And it all leads back to to really the mental mental health and resiliency in girls that we really need to be working on and building with them. There's so many great things you said there, Maria. So much good stuff for our listeners across the globe to, to really la- latch on to. One thing that I really want to call out from my lens that as I listen to this is when you talked about, you know, we're telling girls, to, you know, not to brag or whatever. And when they when they don't know, they don't know the answer to, I don't know what I'm good at. Guess what happens about oh, 20 or 30 years later, they show up around my world looking for executive coaching because they're not getting promoted, they're not getting the jobs that they want, and they don't know why. And a lot of the reason they don't know why is because they're not able to talk about and socialize and articulate their value, what it is they can do, whereas many of their male counterparts can. Mm -hmm. They haven't been conditioned the same way. So I really think that what you're up to here is critical. If we're going to raise another more women in the world to become leaders and really start to change the world, they've got to elevate themselves. And so I would rather have them do 
that, you know, when they're really young and you get to them, then they have to wait till they get to me later on to help. So I really want to call that out for our listeners. You're like, hmm, you know, how come maybe I'm not where I want to be? Why aren't I one of those leaders? Are you one of those people that have been given that message of, you know, you don't brag. And if you don't know what you're good at and you're not, people are, women are always apologizing when I ask them what they're good at. Mm-hmm. They, you know, kind of pull it out like, oh, it's the most painful thing to talk about what I'm good at or what I what I love to do. Uh, so I really applaud what you're doing, Maria. And I know that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, let's grab our last break really quick so we can finish strong here. Isn't it amazing how fast it goes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Maria Fuller. She is the founder and thought leader behind Raising a Powerful Girl and the Empowered Girl Movement. She joins us today from Connecticut. After the break, we'll talk more about some other things she's up to, including the app she has created for young girls. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Maria Fuller, the founder and thought leader behind Raising a Powerful Girl and the Empowered Girl Movement. She has spent nearly a decade working with women of all ages to help shed unhealthy beliefs and break down stereotypes surrounding pregnancy, motherhood, body image, self-esteem, parenting, women in leadership, and much more. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So Maria, for this last session, this last segment here, I really want to drill down if we can on the, the Powered Girl app that you've created. One, I think it's amazing you've created and an app that's just awesome and I believe it's for for girls age 7 to 16 but tell us more about why you created that what's in it and how how can girls benefit yeah so um, you know going back to what we were talking about things we're good at uh, years ago I would have told you I'm horrible at technology Um, I don't have a background in technology at all Uh, last summer my nine-year-old daughter wanted to be on the iPad we were a low-tech household Um, we don't use a lot of technology because of you know some research that I've done um, and how I wanted to introduce technology and we had a conversation she really wanted to be on the iPad and my response back was you know there's we have specific ways that we use technology in our home what you're trying to do right now doesn't fit those guidelines Uh, there's nothing good on the ipad that's going to be really good for your mind body and spirit if it did then you could spend more time on it but it doesn't exist um and that's you know like one of those universe laughing moments um where where my daughter who embodies everything that i'm teaching looked back at me and said well why don't you create it mom and we had one of those like freaky Friday moments where we switched bodies and I became nine <laughs> and I rolled my eyes and I think I did like a whole full body shutter. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't just 
build an app and I walked away and she came after me. She's like, I want to have a conversation about this mom. And I was like, okay. And she's like, if you could make it. And she kind of like gave me a little attitude and I loved it. Um, what would it be? What would you want me to know? What do you want me to learn? What would it look like? Um, and it was really amazing. And I, and I said a few things to her and she was kind of like happy with it and walked off. And, um, you know, I was really disappointed in my reaction to that because right there um, is something that I'm trying to teach my daughters. If you see a problem in the world, like I said before, you have two choices. You can sit and whine about it or you can do something about it. And we always talk about just trying things, trying things that are new and unfamiliar and seeing what happens. There was no danger in me trying to even create an app, but I automatically went to the mindset of I can't do that because I don't have that training. That would be too scary. That would be too hard. So, so, you know, this my my mindset on that is exactly what I'm trying to fix in girls because that is still where I'm going and and I'm the founder of this uh, of this movement and this is something I actively work on every day but these these patterns of behavior take a very long time to break and so I sat at the computer and I googled how to build an app and I did it in um, eight weeks. And we launched it and we actually launched it for um, the Apple Store and Google Play and ended up pulling it out of the Apple Store because of um, a bug that it had. And also because I wanted this to be a platform that was really inclusive um, across a multiple um, socioeconomic backgrounds and demographics. And so I wanted something that could be accessible by computer, like, um, say, to use a computer at the public library, as well as like an iPad or a tablet or a mobile device where traditionally um, apps that are built for the um uh, Apple Store or Google Play can only be used on a tablet or mobile device. So I pulled it, threw it in the garbage can, and rebuilt it again. And the second time going through the process of rebuilding, what we actually have now um, was actually fun for me because I had gone over that mental hump of, um, I can't do this, this is scary. And instead it was, this is exciting, I know what I'm doing. Um, and so now I can say, like I'm re- I've gotten really good at self-teaching technology, and it's actually exciting to me. And um, what a blessing that was to have my daughter challenge me to create this, and, and then I took that risk and went and did it and now I have this incredible skill that I never knew I had Um, so I built this platform um, and it really it goes with the movement and it was focused on the six tenets um, to really empower girls hold hold on Marie before you say anything else hold on just a second we got to stop and back up and celebrate (laughs) that you created an app in eight weeks at the um, playful suggestion of your nine-year-old daughter, which I just love that she just somehow positioned herself to, to, you know, put you into a place where she knew that you would address that. We got to celebrate all of that, okay? All of that is just phenomenal, stunning, and exactly why we need to be behind this empowering a, a strong girl. What just, what, what's it called? A strong girl? Yeah. Empower girl. Empower yeah, power girl. Exactly why we need to be doing this. Okay, really cool. Sorry, I just had to do that. Okay, hit the tenets. These are great tenets. Yes. So our six tenets are mindfulness, gratitude, purpose, mindset, relationships, and humanitarianism. And these are the areas that I feel that we need to be um, giving girls tools and skills and stories to empower them to go out and to change the world. The mindfulness is is really um, about being able to be present in the 
the moment. Um, we are a very busy society. There's a lot of technology in our faces. We're being pulled in 10,000 different directions. To be able to have the skills to quiet your mind, to be able to process, to be able to be present um, are really, really important. Um, gratitude. There is so much science. There's actually neuroscience behind why gratitude is so important. Um, I did a, a several month long course um, with Berkeley University on the science of happiness. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm a avid learner. I love to learn. So that course was really incredible to, incredible to, um, for me because there was a lot of neuroscientists on there talking about the power of gratitude, of, of having a daily gratitude practice, of being able to see um, what you're thankful for and see the bounty that you have among you, um, you know, that you're surrounded with um, and be grateful for that really helps with mental health and having a, a positive and healthy mind. And so we wanted girls to have those skills. Purpose. We're not we don't have an emphasis anywhere in the world with girls finding their purpose. It really boggles my mind that our education system, kids come in, we spoon feed them curriculum, we test them on the curriculum, we spoon feed them, and then the end of high school comes, we go and we say to them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're like, I don't know, aren't you supposed to be telling me that? You've been telling me, you know, my entire life, and now we're supposed to to figure it out? Like, that to me boggles my mind. And so I really want girls to think about what they love. What are they passionate about? What are the problems they see in the world? How can they fix that? How can they address that? Um, and we share with them awesome girls that are doing cool things like Greta Thunberg, who's a 15 year old girl. She's, um, uh, she has Asperger's. She's from, I believe, Sweden. And she is she's uh, been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize because she's actively um, striking for climate change. And she is she is completely disrupting the conversation on climate change at 15 years awesome. of age. Awesome. That's what they need to hear. Um, you know, mindset. Again, we talked about the power of mindset and giving them those skills that they need. Relationships. Relationships take work. Understanding what a good relationship is. Creating boundaries. Boundaries are so important. We don't learn boundaries till we're older and we've been stepped all over. And then we start creating them. So girls need to create boundaries um, and know how to do that and, and choose healthy relationships and know what a healthy relationship is and navigate it. And humanitarianism. Humanitarianism to me is so important. There's so many parents that come to me and they say that, you know, my girls, my daughter's sad. She's um, maybe she was bullied. She's having a hard time. She just doesn't she just doesn't have drive. She doesn't have motivation. And, um, you know, I always say to them, what is she, what is she doing outside of her circle? in her community outside of school the clubs the dance the gymnastics what is she doing that's purpose driven and I always tell parents one of the most powerful things we can do is get our children out into the community and use their hands and do good work for others there is so much power when you serve another human being and you help someone whether it's it's walking dogs at a pound because you love animals or mucking stalls at a stable or going to a soup kitchen or going to a nursing home and playing board games, something. When girls do that, they feel like they are wanted in the world. They they realize that they can actually help others and make an impact. And that increases self-esteem and self-confidence in ways that, that we couldn't do otherwise. And so looking at the world and understanding that, you know, we're all in this together and, and some of us have 
have more privilege than others um, and and for them to know like I, I need to be doing stuff also to not only help myself but but help others that's when girls actually start to become advocates for other people it'll become easier for them to use their voice when they're helping someone else and when they find strength in that voice then they'll eventually be able to use that voice um, and, and help themselves it's really interesting how it's easier for us sometimes to defend others than it is to defend um, ourselves so the humanitarian aspect um, is really important and we do all of this through sharing stories through our inspiring story series on there Um, there's videos on self-care teaching girls about self-care and then giving them lots of different ideas on what that actually looks like and incorporating it into their life there's meditations there's coloring mandalas Um, we teach them bullet journaling which helps with like executive functioning and goal setting and organization which is really important at this time because their brains are being rewired and they're all feeling a little disorganized so we're helping them um, to become a little bit more organized so that they feel more in control because again it's back to that wanting to feel in control um, and and not feeling as frazzled Um, and for it to be fun um, a fun on space online that's safe and is healthy for them so for those parents that don't want their kids on technology or they're grumbling because they want to be on it here's an environment that's been created for them that's going to give them tools that they really need Um, it's safe it's um, uplifting um, and it's empowering Um, and this summer we're launching a several week long course uh, to teach um, digital citizenship for girls. So to learn how to navigate the online space in an empowered and healthy manner um, to find out how they can actually connect with amazing women all over the girls and follow them and, and be inspired by them and how they can use their voice even at their young ages to amplify others um, and to make change. And so really everything, you know, when I'm trying to parent my girls or, or, I give um, suggestions to other parents is um, instead of taking away things from girls or, or putting so many restrictions on it, let's look at it from a point of how do we teach them to utilize or to do what it is they want to do in a way that's safe, that's healthy, um, and, and that's good for them, and then giving them the tools and the education that they need um, to navigate that. So um, instead, of, instead of saying Instagram is horrendous, let's teach girls how to connect with girls like Greta Thunberg. Um, or women like Merritt Moore, who's a principal ballet dancer um, and an astrophysicist. These are girls that they should be following on Instagram. These are women that will inspire them to think outside of their small circles. And that's how media can actually become really powerful for them. Maria, you are such a rock star. I'm inspired by everything that you're up to. I thank you so much for that. And it's so great. I completely agree with every single thing that's come out of your mouth. And I love your tenets of the Empower Girl movement and then the Empower Girl app. I love all of that. I completely agree with all of that. Um, now, really quick. So in terms of the app itself, um, is this, is, do, do they have to request m- membership or how does it work? Yep, so it's an online um, membership-based community. Um, we have uh, membership for uh, quarterly memberships or yearly memberships. They can go to www.empoweredgirlappapp.com um, and uh, join there. Um, it's accessible. It's a mobile um, responsive web application. So we teach you how to create the app-like feel shortcut to a phone or an iPad for quick and easy access, but it can also be um, accessed from a computer. So there's lots 
of different ways that they can be accessing this um, on there. And it's one-way communication so that they're not able to chat with anyone else. We wanted to keep it really nice and safe. I appreciate that very much. I was just about to ask about that piece of it there in case somebody was able to gain access and start to interact. Um, That's great. I love that. Um, we're here close to the end of the show already. We've got a couple of minutes left. I want to make sure and give you the chance. There's so much I know you can share, but maybe in just a minute or so, what what would you like to, to make sure our listeners get? You know, I think... You know, if you are listening to this and you're struggling um, and you're not happy in your career, uh, think about some problems that you see in the world. Think about things that excite you. Think about things that you might like to change. And even though you may not be able to change careers right now, you know, you can always have the opportunity to go out into your community and get your hands dirty and help out in that manner. And you never know where that might lead you. So it doesn't always have to be this giant leap into something else it could just be something that you dabble in on the side and that might pivot into something else and into something else and into something else um so so follow follow that follow follow your heart on, on those things that call to you and for parents in terms of um raising powerful girls um please join us on raising a powerful girl um you know listen to what we're saying one of the most important ways that we have of teaching girls is by modeling the behavior that we want to see in the world world and that starts with yourself and so if you're struggling with mindset or body image or self-esteem or confidence when you work on yourself you actually empower your daughters as well and so um you know i always tell moms that you know it's it's so great when you're able to work on yourself because then you're teaching your daughter the same skills Mm. Wow, Maria, so many great things. And I, I really also want to I, I want to applaud again what you're saying about for, for girls and women to follow inspiring women that they can emulate. These are ex- these are strong, positive examples of women and girls doing something in the world, as opposed to maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe just just some of their peers or other people that maybe they can't get as much inspiration and education from. So there was so much you gave us today. And I want to thank you and applaud what you're doing in the world. It's really important work. Thank you so much for having me. An honor, just an honor. And so listeners, I really encourage you to go off, go and, and seek out what Maria Fuller is up to. If you go to her website, raisingapowerfulgirl.com, you'll be able to have access to her podcast, to the app that she was just talking about, and just learn more about what she's, what she's up to and how maybe you can join the effort and join the movement. It's very easy to do so. I did it very quickly. If you missed the show last week, we were on the air with Matt Johnson. He is the CEO and, and founder of a company called MotiveX. And what we talked about was how much leaders can do to lead people to intrinsically motivate themselves by changing the work environment, job task, and the very team structure. It was a very encouraging message, especially for those companies who want to focus more on engaging their present talent better instead of replacing the talent that's that's walking out the door. So really the idea of engagement versus uh, replacement or recruiting. Next week, we'll be on the air with Mel Mitchell. He is the author of Kinetic Life, Unleash Your Potential. We'll be talking about how to help people transition to their next big, whether that's the next first or higher leadership role that you're going for, or you're leaping into your purpose. No matter what, see you there. Remember that work is at least a third of our life, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work.